Hey everybody, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, May 15th, and I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. It's Monday. So, everybody have that little hangover that comes after a weekend of giving to mother? <laughs> mm, no, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's one day I can't get drunk. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cooking. No yeah. Shinerbach yesterday? Oh well, no. I'm gonna be grilling. I grill day. Yeah, yeah. S- steaks. Well, that's every day. Traeger. Yeah. <laughs> On a tra- you're using a Traeger. A Traeger. You don't mess around. Uh, yeah, Traeger is the He's in the major league. That's yes, a, that's the uh, the Rolls Royce of uh, barbecue. Circuit. It is that. Hey, if you're gonna use it every day, you get the best. Well, and uh, and that's right. And I can tell y'all that the one thing that don't stop on Mother's Day, crime. Nope. Crime don't nope. stop. That's right. 24-7. What a shame. There should be a moratorium, a 24 hour moratorium. That's right. That's right. And no respect. A 29 year old sex offender on probation uh, who was dating a 15 year old girl suffocated her with a pillow before throwing her body into a dumpster. The police said Timothy Dahl was in a dating relationship with the high school victim, Gracie Cleveland. Cleveland's parents were notified uh, after they were or notified police rather after they were unable to find their daughter uh, on Thursday. Police say that her cell phone records indicated she had been at the home of a registered sex offender on Sunday. Authorities tracked the teen's cell phone to a dumpster near a local university where they found the body. After obtaining search warrants, police said evidence led them to detain Dahl. He was formally charged on Monday, uh, May 8th, with two counts of first-degree murder, aggravated criminal sex abuse, concealment of a homicide, aggravated battery, two counts of obstruction of justice, unlawful restraint, and unlawful communication by a child sex offender. Uh, And the coroner's office ruled that the teen's cause of death was asphyxiation or suffocation with police saying Dahl killed her with a pillow after they got into an argument. Police said that he had held the victim down, suffocated her with a pillow, until she lost consciousness, to which she did not recover. He later put the body in a dumpster, removed her personal items from his apartment, threw her phone away in the garbage at another location. Dahl was on probation for child sex crimes with a 14-year-old when Cleveland was killed hashtag murder by you. there ain't nothing but a bullet that would fix that guy it doesn't deserve to breathe that's disgusting it just really, it really is I, I i hate to even have to report that stuff it's no, just so awful but we evil exists it does and does it say anything did the parents know anything about her dating it, anybody it, 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 you know it, it Hadn't really got into that. Um, let's hope not, because if they did, you know, to me that they're culpable. Well, either either way, whether they did or didn't, they're um, going to suffer for the rest of right. uh, their lives from it. But um, situation there. We're off to a rousing start. Let's go to one of my favorite cities, Philadelphia. <laughs> Woody Overton, which Donovan McNabb country, filthy Delphia, as I love to, uh, as I love to say, Michael Vick, Michael a, Vick uh, country, that's right. Well, I love Michael Vick. He was actually the one guy, the one quarterback that you, you could 
root for there, at least after mm-hmm. he came back from the. Uh, he, he he really turned his life around. You weren't a McNabb fan after the dog stuff. Uh, McNabb is a great player too. I mean, look, I, I hate when Philly teams have good players. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's just that I hate good players at Philly. I hear you. But um, this story is going to remind you of others we've recently told, like one we recently told in Mississippi, where one of the four uh, escapees is still on the on the loose from from that jailbreak. So uh, we're talking about a Philadelphia prison where two inmates escaped. This would be a week ago Sunday night. Um, And apparently they did not have any corrections officers watching their housing unit at the time of the escape, nor was there an on-duty armed perimeter guard. Uh, Mm. Each of these things is standard uh, operating procedure at this prison. The two men, one of whom is facing charges he killed four people in three different shootings, remains missing. They escaped nearly 19 hours before officials discovered they were even missing. Oh, I mean, someone's getting you, fired. Give me a, give me a, I mean, you, you too, yeah. Jim, you're the, you guys are the, the bloody Angola specialism. Could anything, 19 hours in any prison in the country? It'd could you be real, it? real hard to do with the counts that they, so they count have. every hour. Then, Somebody's getting fired, or a lot of people are getting fired. And Woody, tell them, tell them how the the counts work if they're off. And then they shut down everything. Yeah, and you're supposed to physically, or you're supposed to put your eyeballs on them, see them in person before you did the count. So these guys were faking the count and not taking the time to walk the tears or do whatever, and actually make the count. They're just calling it in. Yeah. Um. Amin Hurst, age 18, and Nasir Grant, age 24, escaped from the Philadelphia Industrial Correction Center. This is last Sunday again. Hurst, who officials described as dangerous, was arrested on March 21st of 2021 in connection with three separate shootings in Philadelphia, spanning from December of 20 to March of 21, in which four people were killed. Grant was in custody on conspiracy drug charges and conspiracy weapons charges. David Robinson, who serves as president of the Correctional Officers Union, said Philadelphia Prison Department is understaffed, so armed perimeter guards have not been on duty during that specific nighttime shift for eight or nine months. But the armed perimeter guards wouldn't take place, wouldn't take part in the hourly uh, counts, right? No. no. So they're sort of the last line of defense, is that? right. I mean, they shoot them if they're running. Right. So the union head is just yeah. coming to defend the uh, other corrections officers here, right? Typically, two officers would be assigned to each housing unit when the prison is fully staffed. But recent staffing shortages meant the prison regularly only had one officer assigned to the housing unit. So basically half of what they normally had. Robinson said on the night Hearst and Grant escaped, one officer was assigned to monitor multiple units. So now it's down to one looking at multiple units instead of two looking at he, he one. Still unit. walk around and get, get a count. He said this is usually because other officers fail to report to work or the prison reaches critically low staffing levels. Quote, I've been talking about the staffing and safety issues for years and seemingly being ignored. I've been saying how something is going to happen and now that something has happened. 
So are you listening now, Robinson said. Of course, I'm not saying that the commissioner took a key and let them out, but vital posts were cut that could have prevented this. We have protocols in place, and those protocols were not followed, city officials said at a news conference last Monday. That yard should have been secured and the fence not breached. City officials said they were investigating what protocols were not followed and how counts did not reveal the missing inmates until the next day. The department is reported to be down around 800 officers, which is about 40% below the city-approved plan to safely cover the jails that house about 4,300 people. Those vacancies put a huge stress on the officers present and on the day-to-day function of the jails, said Noah Barth, the prison prison monitoring director for the Pennsylvania Prison Society. So everybody's covering their ass at this point while these guys are uh, on the lam, uh, one of whom is a very dangerous dude. He had one job. It's not to punish them when they're in there. It's to keep the public safe from them. And you fucked it up. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of people getting fired, and a lot of lawsuits, and they better be on their hands and knees praying that these dudes don't kill somebody else when they're out. Um, y'all, let's take you to Alabama at a Walmart. Um, an ex-employee in an Alabama Walmart is facing 53 charges after he allegedly recorded a four-year-old victim in the men's bathroom, and police said there were several additional victims. According to the Coleman Police Department, 25-year-old Ethan Edward Richardson was arrested on May 5th on 53 charges, including possession of child pornography, aggravated criminal surveillance, and production of child porn. Um, An April civil complaint filed against Walmart and Richardson alleges that a father of a four-year-old girl saw a smartphone with three cameras that was slowly being dropped into a stall that his daughter was was in on February 4th. The father would uh, went on to bang his hands on the stall and Richardson and began to yell at him. The father then took his daughter out of the bathroom, went to the customer service to complain. The police officer arrived, went to the bathroom, found Richardson still sitting on the toilet, and he was holding the phone in his hands, and he was shaking uncontrollably. The officer reviewed Richardson's phone and didn't find any pictures of the girl, but an indictment filed on May 4th that identifies 19 victims from alleged incidents taking place from September 22 and February of 2023. Most victims, according to the indictment, are under the age 17. Um, Walmart said they had received several prior complaints about Richardson from parents uh, about Richardson speaking to the kids inappropriately. Richardson was arrested um, and on charges of, of production of child porn, possession of child porn, and aggravated criminal surveillance, but he was later released after posting $80,000 bond. So that's it, y'all. Oh, of course, Walmart fired him, and they're not making any more comments about whatever. Uh, that dude needs his ass whipped. Oh, uh, he needs more hey, than that. Are you serious? He needs to be put in a crab trap. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag murder by you. Yeah. That um yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. Any thoughts, Mike? The story's I mean, we we need you got something funny? Sorta. Of. Okay, good. But the, yeah. well some of these folks may not think it was too funny, but right. uh let's go over um Mississippi deputies allegedly waterboarded suspects with milk. Tried to use sex toys on them. That's the headline I'm about nice. to give you. It's a good quality headline. Yeah. So, Wine, milk? milk? Yeah. 
We're going to get into that. Yeah. Six Rankin County, Mississippi sheriff's deputies are being investigated for civil rights violations and now face sexual assault claims after allegations a deputy attempted to use a sex toy on suspects Michael Jenkins and Eddie Parker. Jenkins and Parker were reportedly tortured by deputies, with the former accusing one of putting a gun in his mouth and firing it. The men also claimed to have been tased repeatedly and forced to lie on their backs as milk was poured over their faces. No deputy has been disciplined or terminated by Rankin County, and all the deputies are still roaming the public at large. And it's important to point out their attorney, Malik Shabazz, says that. So the Mississippi Sheriff's deputies are already under investigation for possible civil rights violations after allegedly uh, placing a gun in a black man's mouth and firing it. Now, Jenkins has accused six de- deputies of bursting into a home where he was visiting a friend on January 24th. And that's where all of this stuff allegedly took place. They put a gun in his mouth and fired it after nearly two hours of torture. Uh, deputies have been involved in at least four violent encounters with black men since 2019 and left two dead and another with lasting injuries. Two of the men, Jenkins included, alleged deputies shoved guns in their mouth during separate encounters. So you have two guys saying this happened. Now, That's all crazy. this is alleged. Yes, alleged. It's and, like the taser and, part that they, when you fire a taser, the public doesn't know this. They, uh, it's electronically recorded if it's discharged, you know, and all that shit. But it happens. There's shit bags in every profession. It does happen. So we'll keep you updated if anything else comes out on that. Yeah, a lot of it. got to hear more. A that. lot of what's coming out is coming out of the attorneys of the people accusing these right, deputies of that. The lawsuits, yeah. And so, you and, know, and take that Rank, for what it is. Rankin is, isn't that part of Jackson isn't that one of the big that's not yeah. a, a rural county that's a bigger no, county I think right it'd be considered like uh you know Livingston Parish in in that there's some rural parts but it's you know it's a, a small it's, it's not I mean we got a freaking bass pro shop in Livingston Parish so I mean it's not you know you're not in the sticks let's put it that way Got a bass pro shop. We got a bass pro shop. You get a bass pro shop. When you get a bass pro shop, that means that's right. They they have have a a bass pro shop just north of Jackson. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. So I didn't have a bass pro shop in my hometown. Uh, That's probably because you're a Yankee. There's no bass fishing up there. Yeah, they fish for crappie. (laughs) (laughs) Not (laughs) sadly. Yeah, (laughs) buy fish at the market. (laughs) Walleye. Yeah. Actually, um, that uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to improve the uh, the news here. Um, let's go to Pittsburgh. Actually, as much as I there you go, right back to no, no, no. As much as I don't like Philly so much, I love Pittsburgh. Lots of great memories in Pittsburgh. Spent lots of great time in Pittsburgh. Greatest, second greatest quarterback of all time. It's a great sports town. It's a great town, period. Um, But they had a very bad Wednesday afternoon. A bomb threat at Pittsburgh International Airport resulted in an arrest. Allegheny County police said Hussein Denavi Fard, a 37-year-old Iranian national, was arrested after he allegedly claimed to be carrying a bomb in his luggage 
after he refu- was refused entry on his American Airlines flight. Okay, let's just stop there for a second. If you're an Iranian national in the United States, um, you probably don't want to be mentioning the word bomb to anyone. Yeah. I mean, I would just think that that would be a a no-no. He faces charges of terroristic threats and a threat to use weapons of mass destruction, the police department said in a statement. The incident started when Dainavi fired... Uh, arrived late for his flight to Philly. Philly is involved. Um, And the airport staff refused to to allow him to board the plane. He then allegedly told the American Airlines gate agents that his luggage contained a bomb. At least two airline workers confirmed hearing the comments to the police. The suspect was then taken into custody. Police said more than 100 passengers on that flight were deboarded, um, and the entire concourse was closed. The plane and Airbus A319 was, as I said, en route to Philadelphia. The aircraft was searched by Allegheny County police officers and FBI, the Allegheny County Police Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team, and uh, canine handlers utilized police canines trained in the detection of explosive odor, as well as x-ray machines to search the aircraft and luggage on board. Officers did not locate a threat on the aircraft or luggage, including the two checked bags belonging to Dainavi Fard. So, I, I mean, this should be dumb criminals. Yeah, uh, he's going to prison. The, the FBI and TSA have joined uh, the investigation. TSA may impose a civil penalty. Police said American Airlines uh, uh, has resumed normal uh, service at, uh, at Pittsburgh International. But I am just mystified as to why this guy would... Uh, would make any kind of a yep, claim never, like yeah, that. I've never seen the signs in the airports that say you can't even say the fucking word bomb. I mean, as you ever seen there, they meet the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, <laughs> that that it's a it's a federal charge if you joke about having a freaking bomb. You ever see the look scene, since nine eleven? You're liable right. to get your ass kicked. Yeah, just right. joking. You ever see the scene in one of my favorite movies, Soul Plane? You ever see Soul Plane? <sighs> it's been a long time. This is a very funny movie. It's worth a second watch if you only watched it once. Right. But uh, but at one point a I've uh, so watch it. A uh, <laughs> a uh, Muslim enters the uh, the plane and is carrying a bomb with him to his baggage is a is a bomb uh, while everybody's looking on the plane. So mm. that's back when when people uh, put uh, tasteless jokes like that in movies. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. Let's take you to. Another hashtag murder by you story and um, an arrest warrant was signed for a Baton Rouge teacher accused of raping a student on campus. But he wasn't just a teacher, y'all. And now fired a stream of high school health teacher and track coach who until mm. last week was also a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office has a warrant for his arrest after being accused of sexually assaulting a student in a closet near the school gymnasium. Johnny Butler, 41, was terminated from his teaching job and coaching position Wednesday, a day after the investigative unit first reported on allegations. Butler had been on paid leave since the accusation surfaced last week. Butler had already been fired from his post as a reserve deputy. 
The victim's father said that Butler pushed his daughter into a closet off the gymnasium and raped the young woman. He forced himself up on her. He's a big guy, the dad said. Surveillance video reviewed by a sheriff's department investigator matched the victim's description of when and where the assault occurred. A text message from Butler to the woman matched up with that of what the video showed. After being read his rights against self-incrimination, Butler denied having any sexual contact with the, it says woman, it should be kid. So if you did it, Butler, go fuck yourself. If you didn't, then whatever. Another horrible story. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, so we need something a little a little more comical to light things up here. And, and uh, we were talking about airlines and the crazy things that can happen on an airplane. And, you know, uh, something that sticks out in my mind was, you know, air, airports in general – or places where a lot of people like to drink. You see more oh, drunk yeah, people I, at the I airport used, lounge. Used, yeah, I used to get drunk. Every <laughs> really? yeah, I traveled all over the country. And, <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, so so it makes for uh, you know if you're not drinking, it makes for some entertaining uh, comedy. Uh, if you're sitting in your seat and and you see someone kind of staggering in and they can't, they're trying to balance on a plane that ain't moving. That right. kind of thing. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, it brings me back to a, just a quick little side story with, you know, Mike Tyson recently, uh, they had two drunk guys oh, that were yeah. about 23 and Mike Tyson sits down in front of you on a plane, right? So you're a little bit excited about that, but these idiots decide they're going to kind of heckle Tyson. So they're kind of screwing with him. Hey, tough guy and all this stuff. Well, Mike Tyson turned around in his seat and beat the shit out of one of those guys. And everybody in America was like, yeah, that's what you get, you moron. You don't pick a fight with Mike Tyson. Are you stupid? Okay. So anyway, I digress. We're going to get to this story. A disgruntled woman on an American Airlines plane verbally and physically assaulted her boyfriend for looking at another woman. Uh-oh. Now, hold on, ladies out there, because I know right now you're all high-fiving and saying, you go, girl, and all those sorts of things. Well, video footage of the incident was even shared on social media because everybody's got a camera, right? Right. Uh, so social media, it gets shared, and it went viral. It's been viewed like 9 million times. Uh, Raynard Westbrook, as a matter of fact, who is the brother of NBA star Russell Westbrook, uh, can be seen on the video observing and listening to the dismiss, domestic di- dispute. The women woman can be heard saying, 
I wear the fucking nuts to her boyfriend. <laughs> yes, you go. Yeah, she says that to her boyfriend, who she called Memo. Flight attendants told the boyfriend to come up to the front of the plane, and the woman followed, hitting him over the head with a laptop. Oh Before God. getting cracked over the head with the laptop, the man could be heard shouting, I don't even know you like that. After being told by the flight attendant that she would be charged with assault, the woman responded by saying, whatever. The abusive passenger was not arrested. Right. I'll let her ride because I guess she wears the fucking nuts. Woody yeah, Everton. <laughs> what, what was her, what was her uh, phrase? What did she say? I wear the nuts. I wear the fucking nuts. I wear the I fucking wear the nuts. Fucking yes. Nuts. And, her, and her boyfriend said, I don't even know you like that. <laughs> so obviously they probably were in the lounge a little bit before the plane took off and yeah. he let his eyes look at that pretty stewardess who's putting the oxygen mask over her mouth yeah, right and she didn't Showing like it where the she didn't like that at all mike yeah she didn't you, like it cracked him with be, a laptop you need to be sly about those things like yes mm, yeah, yeah the sunglasses are for like That's it was right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah, Woody yeah. trying to pretend that he wasn't uh, following Livy Dunn the other day when it was obvious on his. Uh, Olivia Dunn follows Woody. Livy Dunn. Livy Dunn. Dunn follows Woody. Yeah, she's a business genius, by the way. Actually, I got her coming on next week. Let's go to my former state, California, where a man confessed to a love triangle murder. He killed his wife. And his wife's girlfriend. Satnam Sumal, 55, was in an open relationship with Satbinder Singh, age 39, and Najiba Baladi, age 37, at the time of the killing. Sumal, by the way, was 55, so he's a good, good deal older than the, uh, than the ladies. A man walked into the police department, this would be Sumal, and told officers that he fatally shot his wife and his wife's girlfriend in a wealthy California city. Police found both victims, who were later identified as Satbinder Singh and Najiba Baladi, dead in their Tracy, California home on Monday. This would be Monday the 8th. Singh's husband, 55-year-old Satnam Sumal, surrendered to police and allegedly confessed, according to the authorities. Sumal allegedly shot both victims with a forty caliber handgun. Sumal and Singh were reportedly in this open relationship and lived together with, uh, uh, with Bilotti, who was the girlfriend of Singh, but investigators are still working on a motive. Meanwhile, Sumal um, was arrested and charged with two counts of murder and was booked in San Joaquin County Jail. In my 20-some years of law enforcement, and I can't think of that ever happening, Tracy Police Sergeant Mike Richards told CBS. The crime scene is a home on Sunflower Lane in a city that the U.S. Census Bureau has listed as one of the top 100 wealthiest cities in the country. Karapaya Karapaya, who lives in the area, told them that he did not know anything about the relationships of the people living in the home and was surprised that violence played out so close. It's really scary and it's very unfortunate in this community that this has happened. I feel very bad about it. Mm. He feels very bad about it. So in the 
ritzy community of Tracy, California, which I have to admit, I've never heard of. I don't know where that, I think that might be. Rich people kill rich Bay, people. Uh, San Joaquin, a Bay Area up there somewhere. And uh, uh, this guy walked in, confessed, but he didn't share his motive. Uh, yeah, I'd say jealousy that. probably played well, a uh, Rich people there. kill people too. Um, Mike, I'm sure some of your neighbors kill each other <laughs> in the uh, some of my yet. neighbors killed. Yeah, rich people kill people too. Oh. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to that. another one. This is kind of unique, and and Swim could tell you the story about this, but but I won't. Um, deputies make arrest after a woman finds a tracking device under her car. Deputies arrested a man for allegedly placing a tracking device on the underside of a woman's car. Deputy responded to a call in which a woman stated that there was an unknown object on the underside of the rear passenger side of her car. She removed the object, which deputies determined to be a SpyTech GPS tracking device. Ever used them? Hmm. Very good. Uh, very reasonably priced and uh, good devices. A product page for the device describes it as a wireless battery-powered tracker that can be placed virtually anywhere. Corey Vaccaro, a Baton Rouge based private investigator says tracking devices like the one used in this case are typically difficult to detect, but easy to obtain. Her tracking devices is very hard for the average person to find out very hard. You have to know what you're looking for. Vaccaro said investigators were able to trace the purchase of the tracker back to Austin Henriksen 29 because this idiot uses credit card and put his phone number on the account where he bought the device. Henderson was arrested Tuesday and booked for the prohibited usage of a tracking device. His bond has not yet been set. Now, when I was in law enforcement, they didn't have these available to the public, so there was no charge for this, I'm sure, because some other asshole did it and got caught. Um, they now made it a law, and I don't know what this chick was doing underneath her car. Uh, most girls don't do that, but swim... Um, that's sexist. Swim knows. That's, that's, that's a sexist. Thing. Oh, so chick is sexist? Well, assuming, assuming that, assuming that since she's a woman, she would never check <laughs> under her car. Well, fuck, I don't check under her. I wasn't finished. I, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't even check underneath my car, right? <laughs> that doesn't and remove unless, the sexist unless, comment. Unless, okay, all right, fuck you. <laughs> I see. So it hurts, doesn't <laughs> that, it? That, it that hurts that when that it hurt. comes back at you. Everybody, uh, y'all know I'm not sexist. Mike's <laughs> lookism. I'm definitely not sexist. You made up. You made up terms for shit that you're accusing me of. Hey, so, Swim, someone is me, was very successfully tracking um, this target because it makes it so much easier when you have the spy tech. We should get spy tech sponsors because um, you just watch them from your phone. And that, I mean, it's very, very hard to trail somebody running regular surveillance. I've done it with like six different cars and you still lose them. It's not like you see in the movies. Spy tech takes the guesswork out of it until your target. Just happens to go get his oil changed. Yeah. You know, this is a guy, but his business is getting on the cars for a living. That's not sexist. And he, they put it up on the rack. He's like, hmm, what's this box here? Well, it was a spot tech GPS. Well, so but if, if, you, uh, if you get significant evidence from, from that, would you have to have had a warrant to place it there? In order uh, there was to- nothing that Swim was doing that was illegal, period. Anything Swim did was legal. No, there was nothing that Swim was doing that was legal. <laughs> Just the opposite. There, there were, Swim wasn't a, getting any kind of rough, warrants. He's or a rough else. character. Swim, that swim wanted man. to know what this cat was doing and where he was going. There you go. 
he was more focused on the end result than yes. playing within yeah, the, the information the, is, is, the is power. Yeah. Right. So you never know what people are going to do. Swim, they gonna do? They swim, might go to the park and get their dick sucked in the middle of the day. <laughs> and if you get that, what swimming really has something to blackmail them with. <laughs> On that note, that note, Which go. I'm sure is perfectly within the rules as well. So, <laughs> hey, I swim was accused of being the one that I tried to um, do away with Stormy Daniels, <laughs> but it swim didn't do that. Mm-mm. All right, next. Two teenage boys in New York were killed when an alleged drunk driver crashed into their car on Long Island. Oh shit! Four teenagers were riding in a 2019 Alfa Romeo. Romero. Romeo. Romeo. Boom. Of course, you guys would mess up an Italian car. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying Alfa, but Fuka. Alfa. <laughs> Alfa Romeo. But Fuka. When I, I used to have an Alpha Spider, by the way. Uh, wow. Greatest car I ever had. I love that car. When a monody. My first wife. <laughs> son of a bitch. My first wife heard an ad for car cat. She How hated, we get on this? <clears throat> she hated me in that car. She hated yeah, me, yeah. but she hated me in that yeah, car more. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, car was a magnet. I mean, that car yeah. was just awesome. And I took off one day and she had heard an ad on the Howard Stern show for Car cash, a place that you just drive your car in and they give you cash for it if yeah. you can. And they they give you like 70 cents on the dollar yeah. for to what the car's value is for it. She hated me and hated the car so much that she took it to car cash and got, and I couldn't get it back. I mean, the moral of that story is don't let your wife be on your car title. Or get divorced before you get that car. Right. right. So, All right, back to my story. Four teenagers <laughs> were riding in a 2019 Alfa, Alfa Romeo. When Armanda Deep Singh, 34, slammed his 2019 Dodge Ram into their vehicle as he was traveling southbound in the northbound lanes, the two 14-year-old boys were pronounced dead at the scene. The fatal victims have been identified as Ethan Falkerwitz and Drew Hassenbein. Two other boys in the car, ages 16 and 17, suffered internal injuries but are listed in stable condition, according to police. Shortly after the initial crash, the teenager sedan went on to hit a 2023 Volvo carrying a 49-year-old woman and a 16-year-old boy. The pair suffered only minor injuries. Fockowitz and Hassenbein were eighth-grade student-athletes from Roseland who had been returning from a tennis competition at the time of the crash. Both boys were reportedly varsity standouts. The teens were best friends. And Singh, who allegedly tried to flee on foot before being captured by police, had a blood alcohol level of 0.18, which is more than twice the legal limit. Crazy. Sad, sad, sad. Deadly first date is what I'm calling this story because it is a deadly first date. Um, A single mom invited a man she'd just met to a baseball game, and then she vanished. Leticia, or as they called her, Letty Martinez-Cosman, invited Brett Gitchell on a date to attend a Seattle Mariners baseball game at T-Mobile Park on March 31st. She had no idea that it would be the last time she'd see her favorite team play. As a single mother and the primary caregiver to an adult son with special needs, Leticia, who is 58, rarely had a night out. 
but as a diehard Mariners fan, she allowed herself time to decompress at the ballpark during baseball season. After meeting Gitchell, who was 46, at a warehouse store food court a few weeks prior, um, the pair bonded over their mutual love of the Mariners, and Letitia offered to take him to the next game. She noticed he was wearing a Mariners hat, and one thing led to another. Letitia's brother, Ricardo Martinez, age 53, who spoke uh, with her shortly before the game, said she, uh, she hadn't been out for a while, so she said, sure, let's see how this goes. Letitia snapped a selfie of herself with Gitchell at the game, um, documenting their time there together, but she never made it home. So she took a picture of the two of them together, oh. um, which is she has that. in this article. Um, an investigation revealed that Gitchell allegedly kidnapped Letitia's son, Patrick, from the family's West Seattle home hours before her reported disappearance. According to the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office, Gitchell drove Patrick to a remote area in Renton, Washington, where he allegedly attempted to strangle and murder him before Patrick, age 24, managed to escape and call for help. Good for him. Good for Patrick. Unfortunately, Letitia's burned-out car was discovered shortly after, but she was nowhere to be found. Authorities determined her car had been intentionally set on fire. Nearly two weeks later, her remains were located in a ditch in Renton. She'd been strangled to death, according to, to the authorities. Gitchell was arrested and charged with murdering Letitia. He pleaded not guilty to attempted murder and kidnapping in Patrick's case and pleaded not guilty to murdering Letitia. Since his mother's death, Patrick has moved to Texas to live with his father, Craig, but Ricardo remains in Seattle where he continues his fight for justice on behalf of his late sister. I'd like to take, uh, I'd like for Patrick to be happy and for everyone to please never forget who Letitia was. That would be my justice, according to Ricardo. What a horrible story. Uh, you meet another, a guy, one date, and... Uh, another hashtag, murder by uh, And then he goes after the son, unbelievable. And, he's and probably, thank he's goodness got, the son was uh, was able to fight him off. He's probably got more bodies on him than, than her. You don't just start out kidnapping and doing that Especially shit. Especially that way, right? So um, let's go to another one of these things we always talk about. 17-year-old girl killed at a California party mass shooting near college. 17-year-old girl was killed and five other people were wounded in a shooting early Saturday at a party near Chico State University. Officers responded around 3.30 a.m. to reports of gunfire, found six people shot uh, at an apartment building in Chico. All the victims were taken to hospitals, and a teenager died at the hospital. Two men, ages 21 and 19, and a 17-year-old girl remain hospitalized in stable condition with non-lightning life-threatening injuries. Two other men, 18 and 20, were treated at the hospital and released. The shooting appeared to be an isolated incident, and there was no ongoing threat to the community, the police said, and they released no information on the shooter. But police had been called to the same address about 30 minutes before the shooting and arrested a man on suspicion of brandishing a firearm. That suspect matched the description of a man who was asked to leave a separate party about a mile away around 12.30 a.m. A fight broke out at the earlier party, and two people were hospitalized after being struck in the head, one with a bottle and one with a firearm. Um, 
you know, they closed off several streets and, and worked it as a, as a crime scene, looking for bullet holes and all that. Um, y'all, if you don't know, Chico is about 90 miles north of Sacramento. And the only reason I know this, because I actually listened to Joe Rogan on the way back because of you, and he was, uh, was listening to this interview with Aaron Rodgers. So Chico yeah. is known for being the That's home right. of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, quarterback. it is. That's right. Not anymore because he'd be playing for Mike's team. No, my, Mike's team's the Giants. So he's the Jets. He's, oh, we thought you liked the Mike, Jets. He's playing for the bad guys. Hey, so when the the, so the Eagles you bet because well, if, if you like the Giants, I mean, anytime this season you like the Giants, we do the spread, and I'll ta- I'll be your bookie. They stole what? They stole what? I missed this one last episode. Yeah, I know. You what? and several messages that I got that said, where's our they stole what? what? So we got one for you today, y'all. So what about if you stole a beach? A beach? That's right. A beach. A bitch? You know that feeling when you're having a relaxing day at the beach and you think to yourself, man, I wish I could just take the beach home with me. I do know that feeling. Well, that's basically what happened to a group of thieves that decided to tow away 500 truckloads of sand from Destin, Florida. Really? The white sand. That's the good stuff. That's why I wanted to take it. When Mike was down there drinking tequila peeing on it. Now, (laughs) just to let y'all know, it's more likely the perpetrators sold the sand to landscaping and building companies and didn't keep it all for themselves. Well, he should have. But whatever the most white snow sand for all you listeners who don't know, it's the whitest sand ever. That's right. That's right. In the world, probably. Well, what whatever the matter, their plan was to clearly. Uh, How in the their fuck plan was do clearly five hundred well truckloads. You've got to have equipment to load the trucks. It's not like they were loading it with shovels. They did. You got to have backhoes. They made it happen and, and everything. Five hundred trucks. Yeah, five hundred. Five hundred truckloads. That is a shit ton of trucks. And they never got caught. How about what? that? They never got caught. How the fuck did they know they stole it? Inside job. How do they? Inside what? Inside the job on the uh, city of Destin. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How do they know it was stolen? Then? I, it's a great question. Yeah, they was, measure the sand every morning. Guess they look, weigh, we they can't give you all the, the details right, on yeah. they stole what. They, we got to you know, leave you. That was a really good one. They stole what? They stole what? They stole what? Well, then. Oh. Yes. The Quiet Storm. My personal favorite segment, Woody Everton. It's kinky time. Kinky crime for Monday, y'all, and listen to this one. Couple arrested on a plane insist they were joking about joining the Mile High Club. <laughs> Two drunk, yeah, okay. Any members of Mile High Club in the studio? I guess not. Nobody's claiming anyway. I could never sell it. I've uh, tried to yeah, sell it. Right. Well, you know what? I'm just remain anonymous, Cindy. All right, so two drunken frisky flyers were arrested after a woman put her head under the blanket on the lap of another passenger during a they return know. flight. We should have airplane uh, crimes. You know, we yeah. talk a lot about airplane yeah. stores. So anyway, she puts her head under uh, under the blanket on the lap of another passenger during a return flight from Sin City. And 
said they were joking around about joining the Mile High Club. The canoodling <laughs> couple from Minnesota identified in an airport police report as Teresa M. Kahn, 43, and Tyler V. Bohem, 41, were handcuffed soon after landing on January 21st at a Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. Police said the alleged risky behavior on the sun, their Sun Country flight involved Khan's head beneath a blanket that was placed over Bohem's lap. Khan insisted to police that her head was only under the blanket for two seconds, but <laughs> Jenny Hushka, who was seated in a row behind the couple, told the Star Tribune it lasted for several minutes. Right? <laughs> Hushka said the couple had been making out and Khan was touching her all over. Mm. It was nonstop, Hushka said. Khan told the cops she and Bowen were merely joking around about joining the Mile High Club by having sex on an airplane, according to the airport police incident obtained by the newspaper. We are getting a lawyer, Bone told the paper Sunday. It's a joke. That's all I can say. Khan, who could not be reached for comment, was ready to start drinking before the plane even took off. Jim, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. and was acting belligerent towards the flight attendants who denied his early request for beer. Uh, he needed to release yeah. what he ever did. He was a little yeah, frustrated. Con and Bone were each issued a summons Wednesday to appear in court in March to face a misdemeanor charge of engaging in gross lewdness and lascivious behavior. And guess what? <laughs> what? What kind of behavior? Lascivious. Okay. That's correct, right? That is correct. That's good. That's I, so I, wait, why you got to be fucking with my shit? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, okay, it's good. It's good. It's, right, it's there you go. Good. Thank you. Hey, I and, thought and, Sun and, Country was a pro fuck airline. I don't know about. I don't know about that. <laughs> I thought you could do but anything. I tell you on this, that. No, that's Delta. This is a bullshit <laughs> charge. This is a bullshit charge. They, nobody saw the penis go in the mouth. All they saw was head under the blanket. It's not illegal yeah. to make out in public. It's not and, illegal. And to they sleep charged in them with lewd and lascivious behavior. Prove it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with. I'm with. I'm, I'm with you. going with a defense attorney on this one. They better call Thomas. Day Except I think they were. They were. <laughs> I mean, they were doing. That. How do you know, they bro? Were you weren't there. Were this ain't like the guy that nutted four times on the plane in three hours. Yeah. He like was. That. He was beating off to the lady and doing that. Y'all go back and listen to that episode. That dude had his junk out. Yeah. No, and but the, you're, this you're, is there. I mean, he was a little drunk. So what? They're making out. So what? She puts her head under the blanket. So can't what? See that. <laughs> she might have been taking a nap. Yeah. yeah. They were just joking. That's it. Hey, keep well, crabs all the time. All the time. Thank you for that, Woody Everton. You always come up with the best kinky crimes. Yeah, you do a bear white anaconda. <laughs> bear white. Anaconda. I need help. Uh-oh. Your, your nickname is BWA. BWA. Bear white anaconda. Oh. Banjos. Likes true banjo okay. heritage. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb criminals, but we are going to talk about the Florida men that were found guilty of murdering rapper Triple X Tentacion. Ooh, go ahead, right Mike. Then, uh, That's pretty was impressive. Was that on side like of a tequila bottle? Was that on side of a tequila bottle? Big fan back in the day. <laughs> second. Um, they uh, face life in prison. This goes back a, about five years. I think. On the afternoon of June 18th, 2018, up-and-coming 20-year-old hip-hop artist Triple X Tentacion was murdered in an attempted robbery just outside Riva Motorsports, an upscale motorcycle shop in Deerfield Beach, Florida. 
The rapper, whose real name is Jasse Onfroy, was shot multiple times in the neck and was in critical condition before being pronounced dead. Now three Florida men have been found guilty of his murder. On March 20th, Dedrick Williams, 26, Trayvon Newsom, 24, and Michael Boatwright, 28, were convicted of first-degree murder and armed robbery. A Broward County, Florida jury deliberated for more than seven days before issuing a decision. The men will all be sentenced to life in prison due to Florida law. The trio robbed Triple X Tentacion of $50,000 and later took videos flashing the stolen cash. There's the dumb criminal part right there. Triple X Tentacion had just exited Riva Motorsports when an SUV swerved in front of his car and blocked him. The street security footage shows him being confronted by two masked gunmen, one of whom was Boatwright, who shot him multiple times. The men grabbed his Louis Vuitton bag, which was full of money, from inside his car and sped away. Robert Allen, a fourth man involved in the robbery, pleaded guilty in 2022 to second-degree murder. Allen was inside the getaway car while the killing happened. He testified against the three other defendants and has yet to be sentenced himself. Um, So they took the life of this up-and-coming young young rapper and decided to to do that in front of everyone and— Smile for the cameras. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is and some dumb, dumb criminals. Banjos. I don't know about them dumb criminals. Dumb, what do you ever do? There's, there's, there's a lot of them. It ain't hard to find dumb Prisons criminals. Full of dummies. Yeah. So uh, we want to thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, look, if, you, if you've taken part in Hello Fresh. Uh, let us know. Yeah, let yeah, us know hey, what you hey, think hey, of it. Post. Uh, what we you, love it. What you cook. Yeah. Know, I, you know what? I actually get tons of responses about it. Yeah. All the people saying, "Oh my god, this is fire!" And people saying, oh, uh, "I've already been using it," you know, because it's such a good deal. And really, it is. It, re- it really um, is, and it's food, very well packed, food, y'all. The food is good, and you know what? The, the, some of the ice packs that came in. Oh, I already, I already use them. Guess what? Mine are in the freezer, and they'll be put on. A beer this afternoon. Hundred percent. I reuse. I reuse them. I save them. As long as you got the free space and things. Yeah, yeah. as well. You know how much they want to charge me for a fucking bag of ice at at a convenience store? Come on. I I walk in. I got a couple dollars. Thinking a bag of ice. Girl sitting behind the counter. I said, "Bag of ice, please." She said, five forty nine. I said. For fucking what? And she said, for that bag of ice. I said, $5.49? I, I said, I wouldn't, give, on that. I wouldn't <laughs> give you $2. I was going to give her two forty nine. I said, $5.49 for a bag of ice? Shit. You That's can negotiate I, anything. Yeah. Well, what do you over, Tim? What'd you get the bag for? What'd you I, pay I for? didn't get that bag. I actually um, went across the, uh, the street to another store and paid like $1.79 or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's 49. just they were. Hey, they you know were, what? I don't have to worry about because I got Hello Fresh bags now. They were like that's right. And at my place in Norwood, I got an ice machine. machine right, yep. so I guess I'm, I'm everything's gone up, and I'm blessed enough to have old shrimper ice at, at, at the, uh, the headquarters, real life, real crime headquarters, and all that. But I ain't paying five forty nine for what, what, what kind of ice did you say? Shrimper ice? Would yeah, you? shrimp ice. That's a good, the best drink ice, and you can't even they don't even make it anymore. It's like Sonic ice. What's shrimp? Yeah, well, it's, no, it's uh, um. 
Sherb ice is like these big, long square cubes, and, and mm. they, they stay colder longer. And Sherb, this old ice machine is that uh, um, I got when we got our property. Where, uh, it used to be old Girl Scout camp. So in the mess hall, they had the ice machines, and you, they don't even make these fuckers anymore. Yeah. But it lasts forever, and it's perfect for drinks. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. But I am not paying the five for it. But, but I use HelloFresh. And I get shit about my house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this dude's <laughs> got an old Girl Scout. Is that, Damn, is Mike. That the, <laughs> hey, Mike, don't be lying. You got a butler, sir. Is your ice. next to the uh, five-car garage? What's your butler's that, name, that Mike? <laughs> Alfred. It's your business. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's, it's Alfred. I hired, I got a good, uh, I got a really strong recommendation uh, from a guy in Gotham City that he worked for. <laughs> Gotham. So we, we brought him on board. He's a good right. proper. On but, that uh, note. Love all y'all. Out. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I really do appreciate y'all. Keep sending, you know, sharing and liking us. And, and stories. If you if you see yeah, some interesting yeah, current uh, yeah, stories, actually, send them to us. A lot of stories we covered uh, um, in the last couple of episodes are already posted them in the crew page. So yeah. That, and, and so uh, we love y'all. If you Thank send you. stories. Send pronunciation along with. Oh, those, don't say that because I'm getting those oh, every day. Here we go. Here's the deal. I'm I'm pretty sure <laughs> that um and I love y'all and you know who you are and and I'm pretty sure I'm 53 years old and I'm not trying to change my pronunciation. That's no right. Words or whatever. I get it. It bothers you. I'm sorry. Love y'all. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Here it comes. No, no. Uh, really seriously, I. Every time we we come in, we get together uh, to do this. We we want to be entertaining. We want the the shows to be uh, to be fun. Some days there ain't nothing but bad news yeah, well, out there, crime, and right? uh, yeah. uh, because we're talking about crime, and so right. if uh, uh, if uh, a Monday brings us all down a little bit, <laughs> we're yeah. We're four days a week, folks. So you can, you can count on Wednesday <laughs> hey, bringing us back up. And then uh, let me throw this to you. Honestly, you get tired of me saying that we, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to the victims and their families. Yeah, and stuff. they've really been y'all. And the, you know, unfortunately, crime is crime, and and, and unfortunately, it involves a lot of murder and, and people being killed and stuff like that. So, but we, we always, with the utmost respect to the victims and. The people who commit the crimes can get fucked themselves. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Show business. Boom.